Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That is C-O-R-R-Y. J-O-E-L, and also you can read my regular CBSSports.com column, Agent's Take, covering NFL contract and salary cap matters. This week we're going to look at what's next with the Philadelphia Eagles and Carson Wentz. Um, Carson Wentz is having a dreadful season this year. Serious regression, which nobody saw coming. Uh, Wentz is 32nd in completion percentage, completing 57.4% of his passes out of the 33 qualified passers. Has been sacked the most times NFL this year, 50 times, thrown 15 interceptions, most in the NFL. 72.8 quarterback rating, which is 31st in the NFL. Doug Peterson decided to pull Carson Wentz last Sunday, midway during the third quarter against the Packers. And now has decided to put him on the bench at least for one week, um, going with 2022nd round pick uh, Jalen Hurts. Tough first start for uh, Hurts because the Saints are the best team in the NFC and have one of the league's best defenses. Disappointing year for the Eagles, through 8-1 record in a very weak NFC East. We're expected to contend for a playoff berth, if not win the NFC East. Now, what's the complicating thing is that in 2019, when Wentz had played three NFL seasons, which is what Philadelphia typically does, they've been pretty proactive where they'll identify their key young players and try to wrap them up way before them playing out their contract uh, becomes an issue. So they gave Wentz four-year, $128 million extension. Um, which had a then record slightly over 107.8 million in guarantees. 66 was fully guaranteed at signing. Um, the deal swarfed up to 144 million dollars in escalators. Now they structure it in a way where he's going to have ballooning cap numbers. Uh, cap number this year is a little over 18.6 million, and it's going to jump to almost 34.7 next year. Now. The deal has a signing bonus of just under $16.4 million, a $30 million option bonus, um, which was to pick up the 2024 contract year, which they'd exercise the uh, first couple of days of the league year this past March. So signing bonus gets prorated uh, on the cap at $3,273,536 for the first four years of the proration, 2019 through 22. And then $3,273,539 in 2023. 
Option bonus is on the cap, $6 million per year from 20 through 24. A lot of proration in the deal. Um, Wentz's cap numbers are 3124536 in 22, 34273539 in 2023, and 32 million in 2024. If Wentz is not going to be their quarterback, you got a problem. <laughs> Cuz those cap numbers, he can't be a backup. And the way he's been playing, he's not playing like he's a starting quarterback this year. But you can't really cut Wentz next year. The reason being is his 2021 salary is already fully guaranteed. He's got a $15.4 million base salary and a $10 million uh, roster bonus. Uh, third day of the league year roster. Excuse me, he's got a $15 million fully guaranteed base salary and a $10 million roster bonus. I mean, 15-point roster bonus. So, fully guaranteed. So, cutting him is going to be extremely difficult, especially considering that the cap is probably going to drop. NFL, NFLPA set a floor of $175 million for the cap for... uh, 2021, there have been reports that it could be as high as um, $195 million. But for for now, we're just going to go with the cap would be $175 million. Besides uh, the dead money because of cutting him, which we'll get to in a minute, Philadelphia's got tremendous cap problems. That When you factor in all of the top 51 which is what counts in the offseason. Philadelphia is going to be, right now, and they got some guys that are easy to exit contracts, about $69.4 million over the cap. So, really, Carson Wentz's contract was designed with the roster bonus of $10 million and $15.4 million base salary. They're going to convert some of that into signing bonus, thinking he was their quarterback for the next 10 years. Guy was leading candidate to be MVP in 2017 before he tore up his knee. So you're thinking, at the very least, you got the quarterback position solved. But you don't now. Because if you cut him, and you have to cut him before the third day of the league year, and this is just conventional cut, then you're going to have $59,220,611 in dead money, which would be an increase of $24,547,075 on the cap. So you can throw that out the window. After the third day of the league year passes, uh, the problem is $15 million of his, uh, fully, his injury guaranteed $22 million base salary in 2022, I mean in 2020, in, in 2022, becomes fully guaranteed. That's March 19th. Third day of the league year, March 19th. So at that point, Tack 15 more million on to the dead money, and the dead money would increase to $74,220,611. So, not really going to cut Carson Wentz, at least in a conventional manner. Now, you could use something called what's a, what is a post-June 1 designation. Now, each league year, um, teams can release two guys before June 2nd, once the league year starts, which would be March 17th this year, St. Patrick's Day, with the post-June 1 designation. And... The guy is no longer part of the roster at that point, but you got to carry his full cap number until June 2nd. 
Now, his salary comes off the books at that time unless it's guaranteed. Wentz's is guaranteed, so that part doesn't apply. What the benefit of that is that normally when you release someone before June 2nd, that the proration from future years accelerates under the current year's cap. But you delay the acceleration until the next being the next league year. So if you were going to cut Carson Wentz, it would have to be for posting one designation. Now, you're not getting any cap relief because he's got $25.4 million of guaranteed salary, and the bonus proration from this year would stay on, on the cap. But you wouldn't have the acceleration that you would normally have. So you wouldn't have $24,547,075 accelerate. That would be a 2022 cap charge. You would still have Carson Wentz on the books for what his 2021 cap number is. So that would be $34,673,536. So you are not, you, that's not an option you really want to have to uh, go down that road considering Philadelphia's cap problems. Now, your other really other option for 2021 would be to trade Carson Wentz. Now, the way Carson Wentz has played, who's going to give up a first-round pick for him? Now, you'd be banking on the fact that Carson Wentz would be able to resurrect himself. Now, let's kind of look at what some of the trade values have been for guys who have been traded recently as quarterbacks. you got Jimmy Garoppolo, went for a second-round pick. Uh, as an unproven commodity a couple of years ago from the Patriots to San Francisco in the middle of the season. Um, you had Alex Smith uh, making way for Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, uh, going to the Redskins a couple of years ago third-round pick, and a player, Kendall Fuller, cornerback that's a starting caliber player. Joe Flacco, um, Ravens traded him to the Broncos last year, fourth-round pick. Now, here's the interesting one. You know there is no way that if Philadelphia was inclined to trade Carson Wentz, he would accept less than the compensatory fourth-round pick Jacksonville got from the Bears for Wentz's former backup, Nick Foles, who is in Chicago. So, first thing is, what's going to be the trade compensation? Then, who is going to be able to trade for him? Um, You can rule out teams like uh, the Jets in Jacksonville, because they're going to end up 1-2, and probably they're going to most likely draft Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Fields NFL draft. Now, to trade for Carson Wentz, you're going to need to have $25.4 million of cap room to absorb his 2021 salary. That also will cut down on the number of potential suitors. Because who's going to have enough cap room when the cap's going to be going down to absorb a $25.4 million salary for Carson Wentz? Now, some people have brought up Chicago, and there's been a cute... Scenario, hey, let's give uh, Nick Foles back to uh, Philadelphia for Carson Wentz and work a trade around that. Well, first of all, uh, even if you did take uh, Nick Foles off the books, you're not going to have enough to fit in um, Carson Wentz because right now they're at, <clears throat> their cap room is about 
um, over next year, when you factor in, that's at $175 million, you factor in their top 51. So to remove them from the equation. Well, Denver is another team that people have mentioned. Drew Locke has been worse than Carson Wentz this year for the most part. <laughs> and for as good as John Elway was as a quarterback <laughs> in the all-time great discussion, outside of landing Peyton Manning, he's done an awful job in terms of securing a quarterback. Now, when you have everything shaken out, when you got your top 51 um, in place, assuming $175 million cap are right around there, Denver can't fit him in either. So they're, they're basically at approximately $17.5 million under the cap. You need 25.4. Good luck. The two teams, which would make sense from a need standpoint, potentially, and also from a salary cap standpoint. We're talking New England Patriots and Indianapolis Colts. New England Patriots, great cap shape. They're going to be roughly $61 million under the cap. Uh, Cam Newton's not the Cam Newton from 2015. I don't know if he's back next year. Why would you put a franchise tag on him for $24 million? Hasn't really justified it. So they could fit Wentz's salary in. Um, Indianapolis is probably the most logical destination for a couple of reasons. One, aging quarterback Phillip Rivers on a one-year deal. He just turned 39. He's got a toe injury, which is going to require surgery. He's kind of taking it one year at a time, um, whether he's going to keep playing. And also, Colts head coach Frank Reich was Carson Wentz's Offensive coordinator, his first two years in the NFL, 2016-2017. So he was the coordinator when he had the MVP year. They have tons of cap room. They're going to be roughly at about $57.5 million under the cap, $175 million cap. So that would be the team that would make the most sense. Now, if you're going to acquire Wentz, assuming Philadelphia is inclined to trade him, he's got four years left on his contract at $98.4 million. So that averages 24.6 over the four years. Nah, that's for a good quarterback. That's a fairly modest uh, deal. But it really would be a two-year commitment of $47.47 million because you got the guarantee next year, 25.4, and he makes 22 in 2022, $47.4 million. And then there are no guarantees after that. All the dead money stays with the uh, original team, so you just be acquiring the contract. You could walk away in 2023 um, with no uh, cap charges. So that's if a trade would have to occur before the third day of the league year because um, that's when the $10 million roster bonus is due. And if you wait till after that, that $10 million is a financial obligation of the Philadelphia Eagles, so that's not going to happen. Um, sometimes in trades, you convert some money on the way out the door into signing bonus to lessen the financial obligation of the acquiring team. doesn't make a whole lot of sense for Philly to do that, given their cap problems, because say you took the $10 million roster bonus or some portion of it and converted it into signing bonus. You're only adding to dead money when you do that. You lessen the new team's obligation and what they need to absorb, but I don't really see that kind of scenario happening. Theoretically, Philadelphia could wait until training camps open um, to to trade them. 
kind of like uh, or hope for a situation, not really hope, but in case a situation that happened in 2016 occurs when they dealt Sam Bradford to the Vikings late in the preseason because of Teddy uh, Bridgewater's gruesome knee injury, which threatened to end his career. Philly would be eating the $10 million roster bonus, so you don't need $15.4 million of cap space to absorb as an acquiring team. And that would leave Philadelphia with $19,273,536 of dead money. Um, that's because the $15.4 million base salary goes to the new team. So you gain $15.4 million in cap room with that for trade then. And the dead money would be just like the post you won designation in the future. You'd have uh, the $24,547,000 $75,000 in 2022 for trade happening um, that way. Now, I have a hard time seeing Carson Wentz not being a Philadelphia Eagle in 2021. Um, The contract almost necessitates that you have to try to make it work. Because as you see, can't cut him conventionally. Because you're going to have $59.2 million and some change in dead money. You cut him for post-G1 designation. You don't pick up any cap room. It's a wash. And if you trade him in a timely fashion, then you're only going to pick up $852,925 in cap room because you would have $33,820,611 in dead money, which is all the proration left in the deal. So that's not a good option either. I don't really see Philadelphia rallying to make a push for the playoffs, even though six wins might be enough to win the NFC East, more likely than not, it's going to continue how the way it's been this year. And right now they're tracking for the sixth overall pick in the draft. They're probably going to be best case scenario um, hovering around 10. And if things stay the way they are, the season continues on this trajectory. Doug Peterson could be the odd man out because I don't think he can bring both Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson back next year. So if you had a coach in 20, new coach in 2022, you're probably going to look for an offensive-minded coach who thinks that he can salvage or try to resurrect uh, Carson Wentz's career. So 2021 will probably be very pivotal pivotal, I should say, pivotal, and whether Carson Wentz is around in 2022. Now, because of the way his contract works, <laughs> you got the $15 million of his salary in 2022 becoming fully guaranteed on the third day of the league year. The remaining $7 million becomes fully guaranteed on the third day of the 2022 league year. Now, because of that, you can't you can't cut him conventionally in 2022 either. Uh that's when Wentz has a 31 million dollar 274,000 uh um cap number. 
because of that guarantee, <laughs> trying to cut him conventionally is going to add to the cap. <laughs> because you're going to have $24,547,075 in proration left in the deal. All that hits the cap in a conventional release, plus the $15 million, which is guaranteed. Yeah, there are offsets with it, so you get some cap relief with the next deal he signed, but a conventional release basically means you're adding $8,272,539 the cap. Now, if you're going to release him in 2022, then you're going to use a post-June 1 designation to do it. Because that way, the proration from 2023 and 2024 don't hit the cap, and you're going to do it before the third day of the league year as well. Then you're going to pick up $7 million in cap room with the post-June 1 designation. you got to keep the full cap number on the books until June 2nd, like we explained earlier. And then the $7 million, which was unsecured, comes off the books. So you'd have... Dead money of $24,273,536. You'd have a cap charge in 2023 of $15,273,539. And then he's off the books. Now, it's really going to be be dictated by what Wentz, by what Wentz does in 2021. Because I'm not thinking he's going to be elsewhere in 2021. Just because... The dead money is too astronomical. Because the thing is, the biggest dead money for an individual cap charge in a single league year is currently Brandon Cooks at $21.8 million. For a trade this year, in 2021 next year, 33.8 or cutting him, 34.6. That's why I don't see it happening. So that's why I think 2022 will be the real year. Now, if Wentz is a candidate for comeback player of the year in 2021, it's all a moot point. Because if he does that and he's a serious candidate or wins that award, he played well. So you're not cutting him in 2022 and you go on. But if not, he ain't. We won't be around for another year. And then you look to try to trade him. But if he doesn't play well next year, then the trade value diminishes even more. But the good thing if you tried to trade him in 2022 is you wouldn't have the same time pressure because there's no March roster bonus. It's all a $22 million base salary. So an acquiring team would need $22 million in cap space to take him on. Um, you might be more inclined at that point to uh, eat some salary on the way out the door with the conversion and the signing bonus because you got the proration of just over $24.5 million. So in a trade, you pick up $6,727,461 on the cap. So you got a little room to play with in terms of a conversion if you had to. Um, so that whole facilitate to make a trade more palatable, somebody else taking on some salary would be, I think, more applicable to 2022. So those are really your options over the next two years with Carson Wentz. Um, recap, one, two cap prohibitive to cut him conventionally, $59.2 million in um, dead money. Cutting with post one designation, you're at a wash. You can't, his $34.6 million cap hit remains on your books. Biggest amount of dead money for an individual if you did so. You trade him, you, only, you don't pick up much. <laughs> um, 
for a trade. You pick up a little over $850,000 in cap room. And you got 33.8 on the books and dead money. 2022 is when it would make the most sense because then you can start picking up cap room provided it's a post June 1 designation. If it's a conventional release, you're going to add about 2.75 million to the cap because he's going to have 15 million fully guaranteed third day of the 2021 league year. So that's not a way to go in 2022. Post June 1 designation, pick up 7 million, um, trade him. Pick up 6.7 million in cap room, but we'll see how things goes. But I, my best guess is Carson Wentz is a member of the Philadelphia Eagles in 2021, and Doug Peterson's somewhere else next year. So we'll see. But anyway, that wraps up uh, this week's Inside the Cap. Thanks for listening. Don't forget you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That is C O R R Y J O E L, and look for my CBS Sports column. Agents take. Goodbye. See you next week.